When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males... Hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. And welcome back to the Mapping Through Happy Hour podcast, where we talk real life real drama in real time my name's marie and i'm katie hello hello (laughs) we're doing this (laughs) we're doing this uh maria is uh, manning the helm of recording and honestly from here on out it's like easy as pie it's just yeah (laughs) all right well i mean hopefully i don't mess anything up and we'll be good to go um, yeah, for the for the listener, I'm, I'm going to be out of town next week, and so Marie's going to be running the ship, and she's going to be great and awesome. Um, but yeah, I won't be here to help out. But you can always text me if you have questions. Yes, she's going to be out of town and not roasting her father, even though she will not, be with her father. <laughs> not roasting. Not we're roasting. Pa- we're saving that for Matt Kelly. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, that would be so fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I know we were, de- we were just playing Fortnite together and, yeah. um, we lost brutally over and over again, oh, um, which seems to be, you know, how it goes sometimes. Um, but I keep thinking about our Saltburn conversation and, um, <laughs> how you haven't watched it yet, but I've watched it and my partner loves the movie. I mean, it was a good movie, but it did creep me out, um, and I was thinking, what are some other like thriller erotica type movies out there? Like, is Basic Instinct probably that's probably one of those like probably. I don't think I've watched it. I, I get very uncomfortable when it comes yeah. to like <laughs> horror, horror violence and yeah. sexualization. Like, it just I don't know. I feel like I've seen enough bad shit in my life. I don't need to see Fair <laughs> it <enough>. fantasized. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I get it. Uh, I was just thinking, like, because, you know, it it does go hand in hand. People really do like a little sexy with their, like, while being scared. And I've never enjoyed it. It's always just made me uncomfortable. And I think it's supposed to make you a little uncomfortable, but it makes me, like, 
wonder why we do this at all. Like, why do we have movies like Saltburn? Like, who am I the target audience? If so, what is going on with me? But I think people like my partner are more the target audience. <laughs> right, right. And it sounds like Nico like really enjoyed it, which is like oh, yeah. it's awesome. I'm glad that they have that. Um Maybe, okay, how about you explain to me, because I've only seen the trailer for this movie, and I was like, I was like, oh, it looks like a movie that I will not enjoy, and I just know I won't watch it. So if you give a shit about the plot of Saltburn, I don't know, like, fast forward a couple of minutes, because we'll probably (laughs) get beyond that, but um, (laughs) what is the premise of Saltburn? So it's about this basically these two kids i believe they go to oxford and so it's this uh, a fancy university in um england and mm-hmm. uh of course there's the snobby rich like kind of you know clan of people yeah like um. just and the wealthy people because there's i think there's wealthy people who like don't talk about their wealth or don't like kind of show off that they're wealthy and there's there's wealthy people who embrace it in a, at a whole nother level and like they only hang with people who are wealthy they only talk to people who are wealthy you know what i mean and so yeah. it's of course um the main character is not wealthy he is a poor kid i think he's there on scholarship so of course like that's always that's already a source of tension like this kid being on scholarship <laughs> And and then of course I'm already all, just I'm just yeah. already like uh, <laughs> twisted rich people are real enough. Yeah. I'm like, what are we? <laughs> okay, well, keep going. It's, it's uh, okay. And then he basically wants to befriend these people. He figures out a way to do so. Um, like I don't remember, but the the one of the most beautiful of the the rich folks like oh, takes a liking to him. Oh. and um takes him under his wing and it's it's and it's funny and they, they talk about it he becomes this kind of plaything like they kind of hang out and of course the poor kid gets a little bit obsessed with him um you know watches him do it like you know what i mean like from outside what? a window in the dark yeah like just stuff like that like you, you oh. know uh, um and so the kid's mom or sorry or dad dies and so he was the the rich guy kind of got over him and was like oh, i'm not talking to you anymore but then the kid's dad dies and he's like all right well come live with me in my family's <laughs> home for the summer and like had to have the summer right did the rich well, kid kill his dad did the rich kid kill his dad i have to know no it's a funny okay, okay so at the end let me i could tell you i won't tell you the like basically they spend the summer together and weird stuff sh- shit starts happening the okay. bad guy is the poor kid in the movie he's like really yeah he like sleeps with the sister he sleeps with his best friend he you know he like does all this weird stuff with like that i can't even talk about like bodily fluids he just is really Uh, into this guy right just i've heard like really creepy things something about a bathtub or something yeah and like there's a candle that's supposed to smell like like that people are selling right now (laughs) it's like oh shit really that's apparently (laughs) you're like gross where can i find it so i can give it to nico (laughs) yeah nico wants one i already know uh so basically you know people end up dead the whole he ends up he ends up killing off the whole fucking family somehow 
Yeah, oh. and he, before he the the mom really loved him, and um, well, he doesn't kill everybody, but he indirectly causes all of their deaths. Um, Interesting, and they no one ever gets suspicious of him. Well, he, I, you know, they kind of make it seem like the butler is a little bit um, weirded out by him. (laughs) But I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think that's like kind of an unwrapped up piece because I was wanting the butler stop it all from happening. But he basically, Mm -hmm. over the years, gets the mother to sign over trust of the property to him. So he goes from being this poor kid to eliminating a whole family to being the trustee of this palatial land you know with you know it's so big that they've got their own little maze in it and that's that's another thing that's a, you know part of the movie and like the, the kitty falls in love with dies in the maze um, oh, underneath the big you know erotic statue not erotic but just kind of like very manly and you know just kind of a chiseled yeah statue. greco-roman type yeah. look yeah yeah um so yeah, it's really dark and, and it's hard too because it's like you're not so I think that's I think that's kind of the complication you deal with in a movie like this is that you don't want to feel sorry for these rich people because they're all terrible, right? They're you know, they're they're the epitome of what we the worst of us, right, and have money and access to everything and are terrible people, but he ends up being a complete and total <laughs> and oh and then it turns out it turns out that he has been um turning like he's been making ever his his first meeting with the rich kid is all planned so everything okay. that he does he's calculated and planned this whole family takeover since before he even met the guy so like he he just it it's one big manipulation um it's just it's you know saying it like that it doesn't sound so bad but intermixed with that is a lot of sex yeah um a lot of gross (laughs) gross sex what do they show oh i want to know this no okay so there there is like his sister is on her period oh no Oh, yeah. ready. <laughs> no, keep going. I need to hear this. Yeah, this is that's why I don't watch movie. these movies. <laughs> and then, like, the, you know, you know, stuff's going on, and he's went all over him. And then, like, the cut, they cut away to him later on, and there's like blood on his face. And it's ah. just like a, yeah, yeah, I knew it. It was going to be like a kid with chocolate on his face, and you're like, yeah, yeah we know what happened, but like, yeah. why do you have to do the blood part? <laughs> it's just, it's so, it's just a movie where it's. It's tantalizing. Is that the word? It's t- titillating. Titillating. I think okay. that's the word. Okay, now I gotta look up what titillating means because that's all. <laughs> it's like it's a like it's arousing, I guess. But salacious is probably the better. Yeah, I don't know, but it's like it's weirdly titillating. But like, I don't want to be titillated right now. Like, there's nothing about this scene that like feels oh. good to me naturally. But, or is it natural that I'm titillated and my brain is like, I don't want to be titillated by this. I don't know. But um, watch the movie. Well, it's a good movie, but it's a bad, like, 
content. <laughs> yeah, it's just gross. Yeah, are yeah, into it. no, that's exactly it. that is exactly what I expected it to be, and uh, like, I there's nothing. I don't think I gain anything out of that. Like, I think I a lot of movies are like they're built and made so that you can feel something, whether it is rage or disgust or whatever or feeling oddly sexual but like yeah. also like ashamed and like i <laughs> i don't need <laughs> any more shame around sex like i really don't like, <laughs> like i grew up a conservative christian yeah, yeah we got enough i mean just the mere <laughs> simple act was like demonized until it was like but yeah. unless you're producing babies in a healthy yeah. marriage, and it's like, okay, yeah. well, maybe that shouldn't be the only reason for that. Yeah, yeah. Being of lesser value if you don't produce, like... Yeah! yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's where that comes from. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, like, being only used, like, uh, it's it's all gonna be, like, the original color purple. Like, everything is gonna be horrible, and you're just gonna be... <laughs> yeah. I, I used <laughs> don't find it like oh i don't know it's just not the kind of content that i find interesting um (laughs) but good to know it's like it feels the same way that what what, uh, inheritance is that the one where like i asked everyone just to explain what happened in the book or no sorry with um... what's it's the what it's a horror movie where a kid's head is outside the window of a car um inheritance is it is it inherent no it's not uh hereditary that hereditary hereditary did you see that movie i think i did i'm just trying to think of okay what i'm thinking of tony colette not joan cusack i don't know why i always want to call her cusack but she's not but she mind. seems like a Q-Sag. She seems like she yeah. should be a Q-Sag. <laughs> yeah. Tony Colette, yes. And that, yeah, there's a freaky scene in, with her in it that I just am like, I I don't like this. Yeah. And, like, and I, I, people explained what happened in the movie and I was like, yeah, that sounds like a movie I would not enjoy experiencing. I don't know. It's just like scenes like that when that's your tent pole, like... So Mark and I are part of this writer's group that reads scripts every Tuesday night. Um, it's an awesome place to for people to you know work out some of the, the bugs on their scripts and like get some feedback from a fellow writers who are working and trying to get their stuff. And then it's always read by actors, um, which I always come as an actor to read uh, for the scripts. And we had one last night that just had this content that i was not comfortable with performing or like doing and and it was just it was it was kind of maddening so it was a female character that was a pedophile and there was Mm. no reason for it seemingly in the script and and i i like when everybody was giving notes i just kind of shut my camera off and i was just like i there's just there's no reason in my mind to have content like this ever (laughs) you know yeah it's not not fun and then it was funny because mark spoke up about it and he was like you just you you can't have a main character that's a pedophile like you just can't have that because a network exec (laughs) is gonna look at that and be like absolutely not change it like they could be a murder like this is how our society works. It could be a murderer, but yeah, like, we'll, take- should, <laughs> we'll take a murderer for your characters, like 
fatal flaw, but we're not going to take this. And it's just like, you, I don't know what it is that you're trying to have <laughs> be the thing that an audience member wants to root for you. Like nobody yeah. wants to root for a pedophile. And I don't think anyone should make that a progressive thing like maybe call me old-fashioned but i just don't yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) that anybody wants and what really annoyed me was that the writer was like mark the reason you know watching you squirm giving me that note is the reason why like i'm like i that's what i want the audience to feel and i was like yeah but i don't know that yeah that doesn't no. signal a healthy relationship to whatever you may have experienced. Well, so the thing is, life. there are some, but I think that is some, like, not, that's how you, you're giving people the wrong kind of squirmy in that moment. Yes. I know that people create movies to make us squirmy, and right. he probably thought he was being, like, you know, artsy edgy. and like edgy. Yeah. And really, you know, there's a line, you know, there's edgy and then there's over the edge and yeah. um, you're, you're not, it, there's no titillation, just um, disgust. And if you yeah. want disgust, um, go don't be That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Jesus. <laughs> you can do whatever you want there. Um but it's funny because I'm thinking of this movie and I'm trying to find it. I think it's with Ryan uh, Reynolds, but I'm not one hundred percent. But basically, I remember there's this movie that I watched, and it was kind of, there. There's this pet like it's um, it's it's like an action movie, and they're looking for this kid. Somebody's kidnapped or something like that, and they randomly have a pedophile scene, and it, that, that reminded me of that. And it's like, and it's like what like it's not. Like I, I get that that stuff exists, but it was so like sad and gross and just like in the middle of this movie that's already really tense and like there's no need, there's no need for that. Like I would be adding, like I don't know, I can't. No. I can't. I well, and here's the, here's the thing, and I I have a great suspicion, especially with well, there's a lot of writers out there that will write things that are disturbing because disturbing things have happened to them and they're trying and I want to be very like clear that don't be a writer first before you go to therapy (laughs) 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 like there there are some real things out there and there's some real things that like people deal with that is like emotionally traumatizing but if you're not careful with that trauma you're going to end up traumatizing your audience in the same way mm-hmm. and you don't want to perpetuate that in any sense or form yeah so yeah. not that yeah. many writers listen to our podcast but let me just speak to the writers out there if you have some trauma or some angst or something that's happened in your life that you still haven't kind of worked through at least professionally speaking and you want to write about it do it. Go ahead and do it. Only expose it to people after you've worked through it. <laughs> like, yeah. And I and I truly mean like look at the nitty gritty yeah. with the therapist. Look at like how you react to it, what you read. Share your stuff with your therapist. They they're they often love reading things like journal entries or or scripts that you've made about certain events. That's fine. Don't bring it to a group of like professional writers and actors yeah. yes. and then be weirded out that we're like, hey, don't do Weird. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, yeah, 
get, deal with your shit, and then, and then, then you can write it from, from a place of healing. And maybe, they, you know, God, I'm still looking for this damn movie because I, I want you to You want to figure it. out what it is? Yeah. But I'm not sure if it's right or right, 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 but it's like this. Anyways, I, it makes me think that, that that writer was probably going through some stuff because it was just, it's already like a, like a you know, so a kid getting kidnapped is already like, ah, right. you know, and then all of a sudden it's not, it's like, if the theme of the movie was like he got taken by sex traffickers or something like that, maybe that's different, but it's just this random, like, other scary thing that happens in the middle of the movie that's like what the fuck is happening i was not ready for this it was i was already told and then there's like some weird creepy clown room and kids and like jesus i don't want to deal with that right now i'm just saying like if you are making people sit down to watch your movie go on the journey with you for an hour and a (laughs) half however long your fucking epic film is don't make it so that you're suffering along with the actors like and don't make your actors suffer like that's it's just not it's not worth it mentally for anyone to go through that unless it like you can't you can't show your life experience like okay here's a here's a great example of someone who's clearly not over it but has worked through a lot of his trauma but spielberg when he did um the Fablemans. The Fablemans. Um, Wait, there's a movie about it? Yeah, so he, he did a movie and it was such a fascinating thing because Seth Rogen's in it and he plays sort of the character <gasps> that um, disrupted sort of his, his family unit and apparently Spielberg was like crying as he was directing <laughs> Seth, which is fascinating but like here's the thing is that like he is so many years after this and has probably spoken to therapists he's he's worked through a lot of different things but spielberg always has heart and growth in his movies so this was so expertly done it's a the fablemans is a good movie it can be hard at sometimes but it's really not bad okay by any stretch i've seen it i've seen it okay i just had to look it back up i've seen it okay yeah yeah so like that that whole divorce thing with his mom and his dad like that was all like part of his growing up and and him trying to make movies and whatnot like you know he's definitely he was working through a lot of his trauma as a child (laughs) through directing and like giving people notes and let's be real spielberg is very in touch with his emotions (laughs) very much so he can do that but you can't do that if you're trying to be above your emotions. <laughs> right. Right. Ugh. Ugh. I just realized I watched this on the plane. A pl- and oh, I didn't think yeah, I'd be into it. it. And I, but you know, when you're on a plane, you kind of uh, go with it. Yeah. I was thinking there, it's funny because I, I was thinking there's, and I can't remember what the documentary is. I thought you were talking about the documentary about oh, the. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, the are they the Fablemans or something similar name? Which oh gosh, it sounds horrible. So they're not. They're not the Spielbergs. They're no, no. Well, I thought here, um, the guy in this documentary is a filmmaker. So I thought maybe okay. it was. I was like, I. So what I thought were your. So basically, it's about once again, it's about them finding out their their the the guy is taping. 
um, his life as they find out that his father um, was a pedophile. (laughs) So I thought you were talking about that. And I was like, they made a movie out of that. I was like, because the documentary is them going through this. Um, And uh, so never mind. This is one of those wires crossed moments again. Like Totally cool. Totally cool. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) the the Fablemans does not have pedophilic content as far as I remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's mostly just family divorce. Um, so that's that's nice because I was like, oh wow, they made a Spielberg made a movie about that. Oh. Like that's crazy. But no, this I don't, is I don't think he would touch something like that. I really no, I don't think that, that's why that thus the shock. Thus the um, shock. <laughs> um, but the Fablemans, I gotta tell you, yeah, made me sad in a way that i hadn't touched on before because you have you seen it you've seen it yeah i loved it yeah we own it they have to like live on with their mother with somebody else and her being happy and better and healthier but it all happened in just such a sad way yeah i don't know that just made me feel like a way like I had like a movie hadn't touched me, you know, like I was, but that's the beauty of like how honest that portrayal is. Cause he didn't yeah. need to have like, no one went to war. Like, you know, <laughs> like no one was murdered in front of anyone. No, like there wasn't extremes, but it's someone who's so in touch with like how deep we all can feel, especially about our family units and when our family mm-hmm. units split up and how different that can be and then just like trying your hardest to figure out what the fuck is going on in your life especially as a teenager was so real and raw like you could see exactly how in tune he was with everything that went down that like you didn't need these like tent pole licking the bottom of a tub type moments to like to communicate to to evoke emotion you know but, you know, circling back, I think, you know, sometimes you got to realize maybe we're just not the audience. Maybe people are out <laughs> yeah. there loving it, loving it. And um, uh, I yeah, don't. And I, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, what? I, I will celebrate that. I absolutely, I, yeah. I, I can't say whether it's good or bad because I haven't seen it. And I, I'm not saying that movies like that shouldn't be made because it's obviously great for people who love those movies. And like, more to you, I will not be a part of things like that in any shape or form. Because <laughs> it just doesn't... Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I'm about to cut... I just cut you off. No, I just like... Like, it just doesn't... It doesn't appeal to me either as an actor or as a consumer of content other than that. I do think you should watch the talented Mr. Ripley, though. I think you could probably deal with that. You made you made that comparison, and it threw me off because I was like, "I'm sorry, the like Ripley's believe it or not guy, Ripley." Or... <laughs> no, it's a psychological thriller, as they say on Wikipedia. Okay. Um, which I think those are the ones that usually are a little bit titillating as psychological thrillers. Um, yeah. Um, but I like a good psychological it, uh, thriller. I don't like a sexual thriller. Yeah, I, this one I don't. <laughs> it's 
I mean, it was sexy for the day. Do you know what I mean? Sure. But not sure. like, not like this. Not worth. Not like Saltburn. Dry humping graves. Like there's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Graves. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, in an I mean, unscripted scene. Unscripted scene. So. He, oh, so that was that was the infamous thing that people were talking about. He improvised that. So there at first that was the word and then I you know heard something that like he him and the director may have talked a bit about it beforehand but still I think it was his brainchild. Um the reason why this annoys me so much is not the content itself. I'm sure the content okay. is great for those who like it. It's mainly that now actors and directors who aren't as good as these people find that that will be permission to do really fucked up dumb shit. <laughs> like that's the thing that annoys me the most. I'm like, not a, not I do well. not want to be on set with <laughs> one of these actors that just wants to be a fucking salt burn actor. Yeah. Right. Okay. I bet you the salt burn effect. Let's see. Like how many, like, you know, weird absolutely come out and people doing weird. Yeah. I guess that. <sighs> Oh, can I, did I tell you you see his penis in the movie too? I Full did not on. know that. Full on. Okay. I feel like we're gonna see a lot more penis in movie now. You know, I I'm not always opposed to that, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it has to be tastefully done. Like, <laughs> I mean. You know, I I fucking loved Minx. Like that was hilarious. I loved that show. I I was stunned when they canceled it. Like that, I was like, that's a it's a great show. They had the most insane scene of like a raging erect cock, which I later found out was a it was a prosthetic thing. Um, <laughs> but like them going through that and being like you can't show an erect penis in in nudie magazines um yeah i fucking hilarious Wait, I, I love it what show are you talking about oh m-i-n-x it's um it's really good it also has um oh lennon parham and she is a phenomenal improviser and really great comedian and um she's been popping up in a lot of different projects but Lennon Parham (laughs) is sort of this like housewife who's her best friend is the lead of the show of Minx and she's like a feminist writer who just really wants to get her feminist uh magazine out there for the people and then Jake Johnson (laughs) comes along and he's like I can sell this if we just attach nude women to this because he deals in nudie mags and stuff and she's like no and then she's like what if we did nude men and they're like oh people don't really do that and it's like women like this stuff too you know um (laughs) and it's so it's like a feminist magazine but with like salacious pictures of men and that's like the premise of things and it's all in the 70s and they get raided a bunch and it's it's a good show okay very oscar montoya is definitely someone to watch out for he's a great improviser as well he's a ucb comic um and he's phenomenal in that show oscar montoya what else do i know oscar from i think i oh i hope that's his name otherwise i'm gonna redo that line no i just went i just went oscar montoya i'm gonna look yeah yeah it's oscar montoya yeah 
Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, oh, I'm thinking of Jake Johnson. I thought the picture of Oscar Montoya was Jake Johnson. I was like, Jake Johnson's. Oh, Jake Johnson's in everything. Jake Johnson is lovely <laughs> Spider-Man, Peter Parker in Across the Spider-Verse. Jake Johnson's in New Girl. Jake Johnson. Jake That's Johnson's it. New Girl. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, his name is Oscar Montoya. <laughs> no, no, Oscar Montoya is a different actor who yeah. is in Minx as well as Jake Johnson. That's funny because I don't know anybody's name. That's why I get so confused. I was like, this looks like this guy. Okay, Oscar Montoya. See a picture. All right, somebody to watch out for. Yeah. Ah. Uh, um. So I'll have to watch Minx now. That looks, I'm sure Nico and I I think you'll that. like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's on Showtime though. Oh. It was on Hulu. I think that's where oh. I originally watched it. I I mean, that's who originally, I think, produced it. And now they're no longer. So I think they went to Showtime. Um, okay. But it should, it should be somewhere if you can find it. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males... Hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. You did say a something about circling back, which made me wonder how your interviews have gone. Um, that's a great. I got two denial letters this week, so it's that's uh. been fun. You know, it's funny. This is like the longest I've ever like not been gainfully employed. And when I say gainfully employed, I mean employed and well enough to make pay my bills. <laughs> yeah, um, paid enough that it's little... not just for presents for Christmas. Yeah. Like paid enough that you're not doing just seasonal work. And yeah, how's how's that going? By the way, well, I, my seasonal is converting to permanent, so that's exciting. Um, hey. Uh, um, but uh, I, I don't know, like, I have this, oh, that one interview, I still haven't had it. They keep pushing it. The one that I'm really hoping to get that pays yeah. that, uh, pays a good amount of money. Um, so they had, it was going to be this week. And then the recruiter called me. He's like, they, the guy's not back yet. Who needs to interview you? He's coming back next week. So it's I'm still going to get done. But I just feel like. The, the longer it takes like the less hopeful I get and I don't know why um maybe that's a good thing maybe just not go into it like not as nervous like not banking yeah. on it like um thankfully you know Nico's really helped me out so um like we're okay uh but just weird to me that it's really hard to get a job right now it's super hard and i really wish i hadn't turned down that one job even though i would i know i would have hated it <laughs> i kind of no, wish but, i had but, it <laughs> but remember remember that was sort of like one of the things we talked about before the new year where it was like the more you keep going for the jobs that you know you don't want and you know you won't be happy in 
the more you keep winding up in these positions of just like having yeah. to search for another job and like yeah. as much yeah. as you don't like this it's even worse when you have a job to do <laughs> yeah 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 um this part-time job is fun um it's like I'm, I'm here making sure my dog's gonna go oh he's eating good um i it's just it's not as brutal on my body as it was but you know what i've had to do in order to like get everything together i wear wrist um support um yep. i wear carpal tunnel sleeves at night and i'm taking chondroitin <laughs> glucosamine um, oh and that's really helped yeah but you know what I have completely lost the ability to crack my nails like this. It hurts. Oh. It's such she's a doing sad the uh, the steeple like here's all the people on top of yeah. the steeple thing. <laughs> yeah. Interlocking her fingers, yes. Yeah. Um you know what you might like want to do is like look up some like PT for PT exercises for hands or for shoulder like whatever's bugging you. Look up some exercises. I can even ask our buddy Daryl, who runs the karate studio, uh, one of the groomsmen for Mark, one of his best friends, uh-huh. um, I could ask him, "Hey, like, what what would you recommend for sort of strengthening hands or wrists yeah. or whatever?" Um, yeah. I've got this thing, I've, you know, one of those. I'm holding up a, I don't know. It's the, like the squeezy, squeezy. like. It, it's one of those things that in the early two thousands movies, people you would see them like. Oh, I'm making a big deal on the on my headset phone, and I'm just squeezing <laughs> one. You know, that's so funny because I I see it. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Like I'm picturing it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. Th- those have helped. Yes, yeah, I would love some more exercises because um, yeah. I you know that I know that there are things that come with aging. I do think I'm a little too young to to have um too many issues so i'm like if i can course correct that means it's not too bad um and um i don't want to like give up on my hands just yet i can't crack my hands the way i used to but you know what um i don't know why but it just they might not- be they might be overextended like your muscles might be like almost a little bit too loose in a way because i mean you're working so hard now that it's just like it's repeated motion so there might be some like strengthening things in order that might get you to pop again (laughs) um yeah i know like with my knee lately like there was a a point on sunday i was like if i could just get it to pop everything will feel so much better and then randomly tuesday night i just like kicked my knee out and it popped so loud and i was like oh my god it was the most satisfying thing in the world but that's like after i have yeah Oh God. Oh, it's the best. Especially like post ACL surgery. Let me tell you. Um, but like, I have to, I, I consistently have to keep working out and like making sure my quads and my hamstrings and everything are stronger because otherwise it just, it'll just hurt on its own. Yeah. Oh boy. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I hate you know, it. I, we, I'm trying to see the, some of the beauty in it. Like, it's not like I didn't have some fun with the younger version of me. So yeah. um, I think, I think I've earned my, you know, if I have to slow down a little bit, it's okay. Um, 
but the uh, this job is hopefully not. I I need to be able to continue doing. I'm a little slow, but I I I finished the job on time. I don't know how else to explain, yeah. but I get there's a certain amount of stuff I have to do by the time I leave, and I get it done. So um, yeah, you feel accomplished it. is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. and that's a yeah. that's a huge thing. I mean, that's that's not something that your higher paying desk jobs work from home was giving you because they were adding all sorts of random stuff onto your plate that a you weren't trained for b you didn't have time for and you could never find a feeling of accomplishment so like as as sucky as it is (laughs) like what a win to have this job that like is more laborious is paying you less it does suck and obviously you're gonna have a better job but how great in the meantime that you have this sense of accomplishment at the end of the day instead of feeling continually frustrated yeah you know it's funny i was thinking about that the other day i was like how sad i like how like how little i could do to please my boss um and i get told i'm doing a good job all the time and it's it's like you know it's nice to be told that you're doing a good job and it's also nice but like, to not but feel like it, you're failing somebody well and isn't it also nice to feel like them saying you're doing a good job actually means that you're doing yeah. a good job yeah like, how yeah. insanely great is that when yeah. like I mean, I was told that at the job that we met several times over, not just by higher management. And then it was like, as I was on my way out, you you did such a great job. This was not about your work. And I'm like, yeah, but that's why it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that's funny. Speaking of like, have you seen that? Um that TikTok with the girl getting laid off from her job and she yes. had been performing great and uh the that frustrated me uh but i was like everybody goes through this (laughs) yeah well i mean it's the most common excuse for companies that are just basically hey sorry our people who run our company aren't doing this well and we have to make cuts yeah it was um it was a woman who worked for um cloudflake Cloudflare? Yeah. Yeah, It's pretty infamous. If you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend watching it. It is very frustrating because she's essentially saying, I I have not been told any reason why my performance would be slipping. This does not make sense. And the entire time, this HR woman, who is also doing a very bad job of like giving Mm. her feedback and laying her off, it's just like, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry that, you know, like, th- this is not, like, reflecting on, like, your work in a way that you would hope for or something. Like, it was such a HR doublespeak bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. like, gaslighting as fuck. <laughs> Oh, that's what they gotta do to get you out though like so you yeah. like the, the, because when you think about it their job is to say the things that they think will help them avoid li- any type of liability uh, sometimes they get it wrong or sometimes they get it too right and take the humanity out of the situation altogether and that's definitely Absolutely. what happened um, with her did you ever did you see the CEO's response 
Oh, it was some other gaslighty bullshit or something, yeah, right? It was, Where it's like, just like it was we, like it, it was it was some <laughs> statement. Okay, we're gonna have to look this up because I I gotta I gotta read this out loud. Okay, and we you can cut this out, but this is a good this is a good episode. <laughs> I don't I don't have to cut that out. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um yeah because i've been meaning to ask you like what was going on uh with your stuff and we just been so another uh, another reason we were supposed to have um the great fernando funez um listeners on today's show but uh unfortunately he had to cancel because he's actually working on some kind of a submission for a job as well and as you know we here at the podcast have done that many a time and i was like hey do what you need to do like we totally get it we'll just reschedule you for a later date so fernando funez will be coming on at some point um the incredible actor improviser and poet um and i i'm excited about that but yeah that that was one of the reasons why he could come on today um right this is what he says he says we fired about 40 salespeople over out of over 1,500 in our go-to market organization. That's a normal quarter. When we're doing performance management right, we can often tell within three months or less of a sales hire, even during the holidays, whether they're going to be successful or not. Sadly, we don't hire perfectly. We try to fire perfectly, which that right there. It's so gross. (laughs) Fuck you, dude. We fire perfectly. (laughs) In this case, clearly we were far from perfect. At least you've come with that. Okay. The video is painful for me to watch. Managers should always be involved. HR should be involved, but it, should, it shouldn't it should be outsourced to them. No employee should ever actually be surprised they weren't performing. Ha! Huh. That, yeah. like, that was so funny to me because yeah. if you're of anywhere near our age, older or slightly younger, and have been in the job market <laughs> that it's absolute bullshit like firings happen at such a random time i feel like that's why we have such a high anxiety society because mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily make sense to your performance or to what you've been hearing about your performance it's always about i don't know this fucking ceo didn't run the business right so we have to make cuts somewhere and this is the like best way we can do that by getting rid of an annual salary somewhere well my, my last job i'm pretty sure she was going broke i think i was yeah she wanted me gone 100 <laughs> i literally i was working for another company met a, a great person and uh, a very similar thing happened to her out of nowhere and uh yeah it wasn't the best parting of ways either and had nothing to do with her performance so it was just this happens way too often. Okay. So, um, <laughs> all right. What was it? Um, <laughs> uh, the video you should be surprised. Yeah. No employee, no employee should ever actually be surprised. They weren't performing. We don't always get it right. And sometimes underperforming employees don't actually listen to the feedback they've gotten before we let them go. Mm, that bit pisses me off. Yeah. Go that ahead. is so gaslighty. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. Um, remind me to tell you (laughs) when i explained what the term gaslight meant to a scientologist by using scientology as an example (laughs) love that love it love it yes 
but yes, okay. Importantly, just because we fire someone doesn't mean they're a bad employee. It doesn't mean we won't be really, really great somewhere else. Chris Paul was a bad fit for the Suns, but he, I love that he fucking goes into fucking yeah. basketball terms yeah. with this. Chris Paul was a bad fit for the Suns, but he's undoubtedly a great basketball player. And in fact, we think the right thing to do is get people we know are unlikely to succeed off the team as quickly as possible so they can find the right place for them. We definitely weren't anywhere close to perfect in this case, but any healthy organization needs to get the people who aren't performing off. <laughs> First of all, the phrasing of that. Yeah, it's like, ew. <laughs> You're gross. Um, <laughs> gotta get you off, like, like off the team. Like, I mean, there's so many ways that you could say that, and uh, none of, like, no one, no one coached this man. Um, yeah, he that, clearly didn't have anybody check this before he. <laughs> At least, like, pass it off to your wife. You know, like, your wife will be like, I don't know about this. Um, Let somebody with a monochrome of empathy read it first, please. Empathy or just, like, hasn't been a CEO for the entirety of their career. Um, That uh, that wasn't the mistake here. The mistake was not being more kind and humane as we did. (laughs) And that's something... At Zatlin, I guess this is the person, and I are focused on improving going forward. I, I don't believe you. Like, it, it's just obvious bullshit. And I think I even have Cloudflare on my computer. I don't know what the hell it does. And it it's one of the most annoying apps because it's like, we couldn't update. I'm like, I don't know what you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's what part, I, what I read is that there's like... Uh, a long sales let's say it's a hard process to learn so she was she was she's ae selling and so you have to know your product really well and apparently it's a hard product to like grasp um and she had to grasp it during a busy season like during the holidays and holiday season yeah yeah i want to eat how are you gonna learn all this but you know what here's the thing that comes from the i'm assuming even if let's say her performer performance wasn't up to these standards standards that you have my thing is are they informed with the understanding that this is a hard product to learn i like 40 people out of 1500 it's an odd number like are you would yeah. think more people like she had to been super duper failing at bidding this like doing this and there's no indi- if there's no indication that she right. was super duper failing it's weird. I don't know. It's and just it's weird. like it's like are you are you, are you giving time for someone to actually learn yeah. something, or yeah. are you expecting them to have known it coming in, or just like you expect them to go above and beyond even their pay scale to like try and learn yeah, this product I, and get better? Which I is do usually think that. The case. Yeah, yeah, and that's what, that's the other point I wanted to make is it informs how they train as well because they just want you to do the extra work yourself. You know, that's and nowadays. People don't want to do that. They want to punch in and punch out. No, that's- and that and, and like no one should be required to do outside work that's not being paid for. Like you know, yeah. that was one of the things with that stupid baccarat thing <laughs> that they wanted me to go to these like weekend sessions and like they wanted to be watch poker stars and I was just like okay, you don't know how to give me notes one on what it is about my performance and just being color commentary like <laughs> about something that is predetermined on your system uh, like yeah 
if you can't give me notes in the time that I am being paid in order to better perform, then the problem isn't with me. And that's why I left. Like, I, I know someone who's going to scapegoat when shit hits the fan and I'm not going to be a part of that kind of a team anymore. (laughs) I just won't feel that. I feel that. (sighs) The man, the man (laughs) constantly (laughs) breathing down our necks. Well, is there anything coming up like with the man that you're like, uh, you know, are you, do you have any more um, stuff you're looking at? Do you have any shows you're performing? What are you excited for? It's kind of dry season for me, which, but here's the thing. Me, that's exciting. I love not having anything to do. So, um, uh, time to relax. Yeah. Um, you know, just working and doing the job. It's funny. It's been really hard for me to like sit down and apply to jobs lately. So that's the only thing I need to buckle down on. It's like, you know, keep, keep the, you have to keep the momentum. You have to keep the energy going because. I'm still collecting. I still like. I I don't make enough money to like. I can still. I can still. I still do unemployment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you should. I mean, that's what Mark and I do. Even like when I'm like, I've got this thing that I've booked this this weekend. So I'm going out to Vegas to go shoot that, and um, that will cover me for like a week's worth of wages. But then I haven't worked the other week, so I'm still collecting unemployment, which is great um and you know like use it because it is there for that purpose and uh i think one of the things that i realized a lot lately is that the more you continue to believe in the crazy bonkers outcome that you expect out of life like the the dream job more at least from my own perspective the more i've like like realized or like thought about like the bad outcomes of things, the more I feel like I head towards that. It's like almost I change my direction of trajectory if I focus on that stuff too much. And something about this year, I I just, I, it's not, I'm not at all saying that this is my year, not by any stretch of it, but I do feel like there is a good momentum going where it's like, as long as I keep believing that this dream can actually happen, the more I'm going to work harder to make it come true and it'll just sort of manifest itself. You know, it's funny because Nico keeps telling me that I need to start manifesting things like just really kind of putting out like that you are go- things are going to happen. So it's crazy to like hear that exact. I mean, I know a lot of people use manifest, but like to hear it from people I care about just specifically saying because I'm not one of those yeah. people who has, who manifest. I think I manifest my anxiety and the bad things. So well, and I, I, I think you could totally. I can. I think you can totally do it. But also keep in mind, as much as you're responsible for like a fire starting in your apartment out of fucking nowhere, is it the same kind of out of nowhere good thing can happen where yeah. like something. Yeah huge and amazing and then maybe that job drops into your lap and it's perfect and wonderful and just as awesome as you would hope it to be um i you know and like that attachment whether you manifested it or just you worked every single side of yourself that like you could to make this more of a possibility i think that's really saying something like i think that's where you put the work in is just by focusing all of your energy into 
this is going to happen. There is going to be a company where <laughs> the boss is not a total complete idiot. <laughs> uh, right. The job is really fun. And I feel like I'm doing something at the end of the day. Um, yeah. So on and so forth. And it gets manifested. Yeah. Get that manifested. <laughs> Fucking like, I mean, map out like in a notebook, just in a journal or something like that for yourself, what the most ideal job situation is for you like soup to nuts what your day-to-day looks like and then also map out the best case scenario worst day possible where it's like yeah maybe i accidentally sent an email to the wrong client or something like that but my boss thought it was funny and like put all that out on paper Mm, i like that even the bad stuff it could be okay yeah. yeah, like the best case scenario for like the worst case possible. Like <laughs> my worst case possible, already done it, where it was like, I just thought another actor was a different person and I have done that to people and it's very embarrassing. And I'm like, okay, that's it though. That's the level that <laughs> I do not need to be waving my arm like that. <laughs> but yeah, so this weekend I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to Vegas uh, to go shoot that that uh that pilot thing and then um right after that i turn around and go straight to monterey to help celebrate my dad's 70th so um we're gonna have a a a solo marie podcast with um some special guests that are coming up next week which i'm very excited to edit and hear um and then uh after that i'll be back and i'll be able to talk about what the hell happened over the last couple of weeks? So there you go. We'll have a lot to catch up on. Um, that we will. Awesome. I love it. I do too. That's my new thing I say all the time. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's a I good one. It. Yeah. Oh, a, honestly, it. that's a great catchphrase. Keep doing it. <laughs> well, my phrase, you guys all know it, but please remember that the universe is chaos. So please be kind. Marie, is there anything you want to leave everyone with? I got the umbrella. <laughs> you got the umbrella! Oh my gosh! Oh, this is probably smart because it's supposed to rain this weekend, like super hard. <laughs> I've been I've been using it. It's made a world of difference. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's really funny how how the journey changes when you've got your umbrella. With you. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> If I could keep my feet from getting wet um, on the way to work, I don't mind if it was on the way home, but on the way okay. to work sucks. So you need some wellies. You need some, you need some uh, uh, rain boots. Rain boots. Okay. That's the next step. We'll, 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 I'll get them in a year at this rate, but yeah. Come on, go on, <laughs> go on Amazon tonight and see what you can get. I'll see. I'll look, I'll take a look. See. Yeah. If nothing else, I know, like, I, I think I got mine from Target. I actually grabbed mine for an audition. <laughs> it was like a Walking Dead type thing. And I wanted to look like I was, like, more of the world. And so I grabbed rain boots. And I was like, oh, I could actually use these. But I got to write them off as well on my taxes. Because it was That's for, always nice. It was for a gig I ended up booking. <laughs> always nice. Yeah. All right. Well, buy that umbrella, my friends. And we will see you next week. Bye. 
Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. Um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 